Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome to the Reach Hangout. I am joined today by someone very special to me. She is a motivator, an educator, a wife, a mom, and a friend. So in honor of Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day, I had to bring this amazing woman on the podcast. Without the many influences and advice she has given to me, I wouldn't be the person you witnessed today. Also, a quick sidebar, we are just winding down from finishing Mother's Day from eating and all that other stuff. So if y'all hear noise in the background, we cleaning up, okay? The, we got people in the kitchen washing dishes and everything else, but I was like, you know, let's go ahead and get this audio out to my SBCs because I know y'all ready to get tuned in. So that being said, let me introduce the woman of the hour, the person that I brought on my podcast. Y'all should already know who I'm talking about, but if you don't know, it is my mom, Miss Leishala Tremble. And it's Leishala because when people look at her name, they say Lachala, Lachila, Lagabala. They be saying the Audi look, she give me a face, y'all, but they really be butchering my mama name. So if you ever trying to pronounce her name, it's Leishala. Or you can call her Miss Tremble. But how you doing today, ma'am? I am very well. How about you? I am doing good. Thank you so much for joining me today, lady. It's my pleasure. <laughs> okay, so fun fact, my mom and I have this inside joke of calling each other lady. But that didn't start until I got to the appropriate age when my mom stopped saying, I'm not one of your little friends. And if y'all ever heard y'all parents say that to y'all, drop it in the comments because I know I'm not the only one. Like, they always be like, and that of your little friends but you know it's just crazy how time can fly and now where me and my mom has just evolved and made a dynamic for ourselves to be a friendship because I'm 99.99999% confident when I say this that growing up you think your parents or parents are the worst and they just be hating on you for no reason but honestly speaking now I see a mother's love wanting for her kids just to be safe you know so, well, it's time to grab our beverage of choice, but you should have done it already while I was giving you this intro. I'm just saying. So, mom, the guests or guest and the host, we always have a beverage on standby just in case, you know, our conversation goes a little parched, you know, because we really be dropping some facts. So do you have a beverage of choice with you today or will it just be me? Child, you're going to be drinking for the both of us. I have, I'm all watered out. Okay, that's cool with me. So I guess I'm going to be drinking my beverage of water for the both of us, like she just said. So now it's time for us to dive into today's topic, fasting to hear from God. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Fasting to hear from God. Wait, you know, I usually ask my guests. I'm just so used to, like, it's like my mom. So, like, I'm just used to, like, going, are you ready, ma'am? I probably should have asked you that. Are you ready? So rude, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to ask y'all. I'm just so used to, like, my friends, like, you know, going along with me in the conversation. She's just sitting all here, all delicate, leg crossed. I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot to ask. Was she ready? Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay, now we can begin. I know some of you are like, 
Lydia, what do you mean when you suggest we fast, all right? Well, fasting can be done in multiple ways, like an intermediate fast when you don't eat all day and pick a selected time, but you have to eat healthy during that selected time. So what I'm saying to you is like, you don't eat all day, you fast all day, and let's just say between the hours of four to five, you decide, okay, this is when I'm going to break my fast and this is when I'm going to eat. So when you do that eating portion, don't be like, oh, let me eat cookies, cakes, pies, pizza no none of that like ingest your body with healthy things or you can do a daniel fast for 21 days but you can't consume meats dairy sugar wheat etc and all of that i already previously discussed on my youtube channel called lydia's chronicles so if y'all want to know the gist about that and my experience with it and details and all that jazz go check it out all right but the main focus of a fast is to get God's attention. Desiring God's attention can honestly spark from the need of desperation, feeling like you utilize all of your options and resources when communicating to God and still haven't seen a change in your situation or circumstance, all right? I know my mom is an expert on that because I know this woman has fasted for months, years, and consecutive days before. I feel like every time we are talking, she'd be like, girl, I'm on a fast. So that being said, mom or Miss Trumbull, why do you consider fasting to be your first option at times when you want God to hear you rather than just praying and believing that it's done? Because you know they say faith without works was dead. So if we praying and we believing that God going to do it, what makes fasting so more, I guess, inclusive than just praying? Well, first of all, let me say, if I fasted for years, I would be dead. But anyway, you have I, understand, I understand your... Um, your analogy. You're just saying that I fast throughout the year. So I yes. Um, so there's a saying that um, I learned when I first got like really in depth with God. Um, the old folks used to say, if you fast, you will last. If you pray, you will stay. And so in my early years of walking with the Lord, I took that as a <clears throat> weapon to understand if I fast, I can last because I did not want to pretend that I was living a life for Christ. And I really want to learn of his ways. So, mm -hmm. and then I understood if I pray, I would stay. So prayer and fasting works together. And there are times where it seems like God is not answering. So just some biblical background. When we look at Chronicles, Chronicles, second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, around uh, the 13th verse. Say, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain, I command the locusts to devour the land and send pestilence among my people. So there's a part where God seems like he's just destroying things that are around you. But he said, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, okay? Mm -hmm. He said, then I will hear from heaven. So fasting and prayer works. He said, I'm going to hear from heaven. So your fasting is to get God's ear because you can't hear him and you're trying to get the distractions out of the way. And then there's another verse um, in the Bible that I look at and it's a reference to Esther. Sometimes we pray and we fast for our own selves to get closer to God mm -hmm. so we can know direction. We'll get into that where Jesus had to do that. Yes, Jesus fasts too. So we... um. 
look at Esther, what she had to save her people. And at this point in time, sometimes we think because God is elevating us and put us in a position at this time, she had became queen. She had become in this uh, good position, but her people were still in bondage and uh, been mistreated. And her her uncle said, oh, so don't think you're going to escape because you're in the king's palace. I'm kind of rewording it. But when you paraphrasing, get a chance, yeah. they know what you're so, talking about. But when you get a chance, you can go read Esther, the fourth chapter. And it talks about um, how he came here to say, if you think that you want to escape what's about to happen to the Jews, to us, <laughs> just because you married to the king, don't think you are. So mm-hmm. Esther proclaimed the fast. She knew that she had to go to the king and not all, not just because you a queen, you, that doesn't mean you always in the king's presence all the time. Because mm-hmm, so, just not to cut you off, but um, for reference, back in the biblical days, if you weren't summoned by the king, right. you would be beheaded. So she couldn't just walk up on him and be like, I need to talk to you about my people. She had to be summoned. So that's why they went on a fast. And also the king didn't know that she was a Jew because Esther is not her real name. That was a, um, what who, what were they? Um... Moabites or something like that. I'm, I'm the people in the Bible. So that, so she had to act like she wasn't a Jew. So she wouldn't be known as a Jew. So she can be in the position that she was in. Right. So at the end of the day, she went on this fast. She proclaimed mm-hmm. the fast. She said, everybody, you know, eating the babies, everything. She understood my people need saving and mm-hmm. she had to present so we take that into uh a fl- uh the natural what she's going before man what more would god do for us if we want to come before his presence we have to prepare ourselves we have to make sure we're right we have to see the cleanness the cleanness of our heart so back to the last one that i just kind of when we can just expound in a little bit more we're looking at jesus Jesus, after going on this fast, he was on this fast, right? Mm -hmm. And he was led up in the spirit into the wilderness. And we're looking around Matthew, the fourth chapter, starting at that first verse or so. And it says, when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, (laughs) Jesus was hungry. I bet he was. And And a lot of times people look at that as hungry yes his flesh was hungry he was hungry for the for god his father because he knew he had a mission his hunger for the mission that god had placed him on was to die eventually upon that cross and to teach us that i came in flesh and i'm teaching you that you can also walk in the spirit like me but he said he was hungry and satan came to tempt him so we must understanding Fasting is not means that the enemy would not come, but fasting is means to when the enemy does come that we can withstand him Mm -hmm. and the temptation that he's bringing. And Jesus had to correct him more than once because him and Jesus, Satan and Jesus had a little conversation. So if him, if he was bold enough to go to Jesus after he got through fasting, and praying for 40 days. <laughs> Come on now. And nights. So you got to think about it. We have a greater thing that we have to do inside of our own self. So we're fasting and praying. The reason why you see me 
sometimes fasting and praying a lot of times it's not just just for me sometimes it could be for my family members sometimes it could be for someone else because the kingdom of the kingdom of god suffer violence and we have to take it by force and my biggest weapon that i know to use is prayer and fasting it helps me stay grounded because i have to keep me on the altar as well so i can understand and be able to hear god and walk in his spirit. So I hope that that kind of summarize um, the purpose of why I fast like I fast and why I pray like I pray. Um, I remember uh, one of you guys going through something really heavy and um, I prayed. (laughs) I really did, I prayed earnestly. And there's nothing like a mother when they see their child going through something really heavy. But I needed God's attention. Now, can I say that the Lord was not hearing my prayers? I can't say that he was not hearing my prayers, but I do understand I needed him to show up. So I wanted to go before him. I want to go further in his presence. Mm-hmm. And so that fasting begins to, it begin to cleanse my spirit, begin to let him see that I'm purifying myself so that I can enter into his presence. And I could hear his divine voice and understand what he's going to do. And after that fast and that prayer, I came out with this. Oh, whatever that is, it's no longer fighting me or my children. They're fighting against God. So I immediately knew right then and there that was a battle that the devil was not going to win. Because God showed me through fasting and praying and after getting into that mold of his presence, oh, they can say what they want to say. So I took a different approach. So instead of me always, well, you know, the Lord said and trying to explain to you the word, I just stepped back and watched God just unfold. Mm-hmm. And he did that. Yeah, you know, those are all very good points, though. Personally, for me, (laughs) when I'm seeking answers from God, I put myself in isolation and begin to deeply pray about my situation or as the old folks say, wail to God about my issues. You know, for those who don't know what wailing is, it is a it is a prolonged cry or sound is expressing deep grief or pain. And yes, there has been instances where I said to myself, you know, I go on a fast, but overall for me, that's her defense to gain a more in-depth, closer connection with God. But sometimes I just go in my room and I lock myself in there and I start crying and I'm like, God, you know, I can't handle this no more. Like you're going to have to move on my behalf. You're going to have to do something because God, you said you would never leave me. God, you ne- you said you would never forsake me. God, you said that you will always be there for me, not just within the time of trouble, but overall. So that's where that welling come from. And it's even in the Bible. And I can't think of the verse. Maybe you might know it off the top of your head. But when it talks about the, the tears you have sown, you shall weep, precious seed. There we go. 
So I just believe me, you know, heart of hearts, mind of mind, all on one accord. And then sometimes you don't even have to say anything. You could just sit there and cry. And every single last tear that you're sowing, God hears you in those tears. And, you know, at first you might feel a little awkward and strange committing to a fast because when I was younger, honestly, I didn't get the point of fasting and I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now because I understand why. I understand the importance of it. I understand that the fasting draws a closer connection to you, to God, even when you have exhausted all of your resources. It's like one of those things, well, God, this is the last option I got. So I'm going to just believe that it's going to work for me. So, you know, you may say within yourself, well, I don't really know. Like you talking about fasting, you talking about the intermediate fast, you talking about the Daniel fast, but all those seem a little aggressive to me per se. So mom, Miss Trimble, like I said to you in the beginning, I said, you know, why do you select fasting to be your first choice with your connection with God? But I'm also pretty sure my listeners want to know this. What is your fasting routine? And it's a two-parter. Because the reason I ask is for somebody who is a beginner in fasting and they want to, you know, commit themselves to a fast to gain a closer connection with God. What is something that you recommend them to start? So like what is something you do, but what is something you also recommend for them to do if they say, you know what, I think I'm going to give this fasting thing a try because everything else I've been doing haven't been working. Well, like again, I started at a very young age because I had a lot of chains that needed to be broken, um, yokes that needed to be destroyed. So it's how bad you want it for number one. You know, when you want something to be removed from out of your life and you need God's attention, you're going to turn your plate down until you hear from God. There were times, um, I, I, I don't want to say the old way of fasting, but I will say this. There were times we were taught, you don't eat. You don't eat nothing for morning. You don't eat nothing at night. It's how bad you want it. That's what the old saints, how bad you want it, how bad you want it. Mm -hmm. So there was times where I would fast for um, morning and night, morning and night until um, until I could just get a breakthrough. And it's one thing about it. You got to when you get a breakthrough, you're going to feel that breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And then there was times where we were directed in the church. Um, you fast to 12 noon, noon there, noon day. You eat at the noon. You don't eat nothing after six o'clock. So that was that other fast where we fast collectively. Mm-hmm. And then there was other things. Of, um, not only do you turn your plate down, you don't watch TV. You pick up the Bible and you read. So the first note of anything that you do, you always seek God and and your spirit inside of you will give confirmation. How bad do I want it? Do I want to come from out of this loose living that I'm living? Because I can't do it myself. So I need God to do something inside of me. Put something inside of me. Take out what I am fighting. The desire of wanting to go out. The desire of wanting to you know, smoke, the desire of wanting to have loose living, the desire of wanting to have sex, the de- whatever those desires are that separates you from the love of God, 
those are the things that you are on your knees and you're asking the Lord to remove from out of you. You're asking him to cleanse you. So that fasting is, it, the old folks say, let him purge you through the fasting. And so routines, there is no routine. There is just basically a desire to want to live holy for the Lord. And if you have that desire to want to live holy, you will turn your plate down until you get a breakthrough. Because when it becomes a ritual, when it becomes a routine, then God say, what's that smell I'm smelling in my nostrils? I ain't liking this type of aroma I'm getting. And so you never want your prayers to be the point to God begin to say there's a funky odor you know because now he see you doing it out of routine you're doing it out of obligation but you want him to see she really need me to move in her behalf she really wants my my glory to come down and change her life or he you know or he you know and there's you have to have a desire in your heart to know you need God to move and want to change. So to my listeners, I wanted to say to you, especially those that are really young and you know you want change in your life, you got to know that you know and you want to change. And you just got to turn your plate down, babies. You got to turn it down. You got to cry out to God because James says it this way. He says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if you are sincere and you are fasting, Daniel had a reason why he was fasting. There has to be purpose behind your fast. We cannot just get in this um, normalcy of this is the national day of fast. Okay, national day of fast for what? We have to have a reason. It has to have a purpose. It has to be significant. It has to be a breakthrough behind why you're doing it. If you got some yokes that you need to destroy and you keep going back to the same old stuff over and over and over and over, turn your plate down. I remember, and I'm going um, be quiet. I remember my grandmother, um, she was in a coma, okay? So she hit her head on the table and, you know, grandma was a fighter, but this time she didn't mm -hmm. come out the coma. And so they said she was brain dead. And so I remember I said, Lord, you can't take my grandma because that's my best friend. So I went on this fast. Every day I would go to the hospital, she wouldn't respond. The doctor said, well, I don't know. Um, she not going, I don't know. Um, any day, we just don't know. The only thing keeping her alive is this, but she's truly brain dead. There's nothing we can do. So... I talked to relatives. I don't know. Talked to those that I thought had the same level of faith. I don't know. And um, not to prove a point. I had I was really young in, in my faith. But I knew prayer and fasting work. So I wouldn't eat nothing at all. I wouldn't drink nothing. Because I needed God to wake up my grandmother. And I remember one day in church, I was getting ready to go to church. And I said to the Lord, I said, God... <laughs> Surely, if you could resurrect a dead man's body, you could resurrect a dead man's brain. You could resurrect a dead brain. And I said that thing with confidence in my fasting. So I changed the way I was praying. And I was like, God, I thank you. So I end up this day 
getting off of work and I said, I'm going to see my grandmother. They was finna pull, they wanted all of us to go to this big meeting. Like uh, we needed to meet, family got together and they want us to go to this meeting cause they were getting ready to unplug her from off her life support. So I um, didn't let nobody I was going. I just happened to get on the elevator and I get up there and the doctors meet me. They said, I don't know what happened. <laughs> But they were like five minutes ago before you came. Five minutes before I came. Now me and God having a conversation on the elevator. And I'm like, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but she, gonna, she shall live and not die. She just woke up. We was in here monitoring her and she looked up at us five minutes ago before you came. And I looked at her and I was like, Grandmama. All I'm trying to say at that time, that was the that moment in time allowed me to understand. She couldn't pray. She couldn't fast for herself, but she had somebody standing in the gap for her. God saw fit to take her later because I didn't want to be a selfish child. I need my grandma. I need my grandma. But God saw fit to call her home later. When you are really sure that you want God to do something for you, make sure it's not out of selfish intentions. Make sure you are praying and fasting with good reasons behind it. God is able to do what you need him to do if you are sincere about why you're doing it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of it. You know, we have to allow ourselves to hear from God and allow him in our space. And, you know, her, my mom creating that environment saying for herself, like, I want this bad. Like, my grandmother is my best friend. I'm not finna eat. I'm not finna drink. I'm not finna do none of that. I'm finna allow God to enter into my space so he can make a way because I can't keep doing this on my own. The moment when we decide to make God a priority in our life, not because we want something, not because we want the car, the house, the man, the money, all that. Like, yeah, all that stuff is cool. All that stuff is fine. But at the end of the day, when we die, do we have any of that stuff? No. So when you look past of making him a priority for just once and we make him a priority because we need him in our life, child, I mean, there's, there's going to be way maze out of no way, basically. And I know sometimes we can have a mindset of... I don't care type attitude because I tell y'all time and time again, like sometimes I be like, man, you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But we need to stop saying I don't care. Point blank period. Mm -hmm. Because regardless if God has entered into your life and he didn't intervene the way you thought he was going to intervene, he's going to intervene. Whatever God speaks, his word is not void. All right. Yeah. So that being said, we say, you know what? Maybe God didn't move on this situation, but I'm a, I'm going to continue to seek after him because I need him to act on this situation for me. Mm -hmm. There is nothing else I can do. There is nothing else I can say. Like, yes, we can go to people and talk in their ears and tell them how we be feeling and mm -hmm. tell them, tell them, tell them. But at the end of the day, they can't make that situation change for me. Only God can. And hypothetically, if they can 
can change that situation for you. I can tell you one thing that God doesn't do. He doesn't throw it back in your face. That's why they always say, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him mm. all about it. Sometimes we are so quick to go tell everyone else about everything that we're going through. But man's capability is always limited. And just because the outcome, like you said in the beginning, if the Lord saw fit to take my grandmother and not allow her to wake up, I would have had to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord saw fit to take my mother. And we had, and to, I had be to be okay, okay with yeah, that. Be okay you know, with the that. Lord saw fit to take my father. And I had to be okay mm-hmm. with that. And so just because you are fasting, that fasting also maintains your sanity as well. Mm-hmm. Because when things are not what you think they should be or the outcome doesn't come out the way you think it should be for you. You always leave with, you know what, God, your grace is sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it was just in your will that if you would have answered that prayer or something else would have came about or something else would have happened. But if I had not fasted and if I had not prayed, I'm, I'm quite sure my attitude towards the outcome wouldn't been with such grace. I'm mm-hmm. sure I probably would have had a little disappointment in a, in a house, in a more um, angry manner. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I probably would have turned my face from God a little bit and walked around in disobedience. And because sometimes we think, you know, um, a lot, especially young girls, when they want to get married. I used to um, have like friends that wanted to get married or they met, they meet a guy and they'd be like, oh, he's going to be my husband and or a young man and be like, oh, she's going to be my wife. You know, if I had money every time somebody said that, I think I'd be rich, (laughs) you know, or the fact that I even men have approached me and say, the Lord said, you're going to be my wife. And that's the most aggravated thing. No, darling, (laughs) because God give us all free choice and free will. Exactly. So if God tells you that I'm going to marry you, then the Lord will also speak to me and bring me me to a point of submission because you never want to use God as a manipulator because he's not a manipulator. And that's what fasting, fasting is not to uh, manipulate God. Fasting is to get in God's presence so that he can hear us. And he, he said it in his word. If you turn from your wicked ways, I hear your prayers because you want to pray what's the desires of your heart is going to be righteous prayers mm-hmm. because you're looking for a righteous outcome. Mm-hmm. And so you said something earlier in reference to cars, money, I'm just going to be honest with you. I have never fasted for God to give me a car, a house, a job. Um, I have prayed for a car. I have prayed for a house. I have prayed for home. I have prayed. Now, financial stability is something totally different. So I look into something deeper than that. When the enemy or the canker worm tries to come and destroy, I need rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I need God to put rain. I'm not, of I'm not a farmer. I'm not a farmer. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I am a seed, so I am a tie player. I don't need God to send me corn 
to make money, I need God to touch my hands, to gift my hands, to bring the resources in my house because, and so I will pray and fast for God to sustain me financially, sustain my family, sustain us um, to be accountable, mm-hmm. to to use money wisely, to give me wisdom, um, any financial increase anywhere he's taking me. So I pray those prayers and then I don't be selfish about it because I like to be a giver as well. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to be careful when we're asking um, God to do things and we fasting. I'm just going to tell you up front. When I first got saved when I was young, fasting for me was, I just wanted to be saved. I'm just, I'm just going to be, be as plain as I could be. I didn't want to live in a sin, sin, my sinful ways. I didn't want to go to hell. And so I fasted and I prayed because I knew hell was real. And I know that I needed to get my life together. And I just didn't want to burn eternity. And so my whole thing was fasting to hear from God was just save my soul. You know, that was that was really the whole thing. I just wanted to be saved. And then once you get that done, everything else lines up. I want to be saved. And I want to stay saved. So that's why I fast. Because I would mess up some stuff if I if I try to do it on my own. You know, even being a parent of adults, it's a whole nother level. Um, your parent raised you as children totally different when they are teaching you to become adult because we have to have a we the boundaries are different you know where it used to be go to your room and go to bed now it's not we can't just say go to your room and go to bed um we can't say no you're grounded you know we have to have different boundaries on how we do that so a lot of that is we go and we pray Lord, save my child. Lord, show me what to say. Lord, give me what to say. All right. Listen, that parent ain't got to be in church a day in her life. But that child tried start raising up some sand. She going to turn around. She going to say, Lord, my child, help me. Help me with this child. You know, because we don't know. We don't know. Um... And the reason why our relationship is developing more because that's what I do. I go in the room and I pray, Lydia, and I ask God to show me how to raise you as an adult because you still need parenting. You know, you still need parenting. If my mother was still here, and you know that, mm-hmm. my mother would still be doing what? Trying parenting. to parent me. You know, all the time. Yes. Yeah, so if you have. <laughs> If you have the pleasure of having a mother, we talk about Mother's Day, but even a father or a grandmother or someone that you know that is dear to you and they're giving you advice to make you better. And sometimes it may get aggravating, but those things that they parenting you on, it grooms you to become a responsible adult, a, a responsible citizen to society, mm-hmm. not a menace. You know, it's just that simple, as my grandma would say. You got to, she used to always say this to me. Can you allow God to be the pallet? He don't need no co-pallet. He just wants you to sit back, buckle down, and enjoy the ride. Yeah, so that comes with just, you know, trying to, like, 
focus yourself on what you need God to do, whether it's breaking strongholds, whether it's a stronger connection, whatever it is that you need God to do for you, because God is like metaphorically our parent because he says he is our father. So that being said, you just have to like just trust and believe in that what you're praying for what you're seeking god for and you know there is no such thing as saying that you tried everything there's no such thing as that because there will always be something different there will always be something different because sometimes you can become too close to the issue or you may have your hands on it too much that you can't take a step back and look at a different perspective so All that I'm trying to tell you guys today is you need to look from a different perspective because if you're up too close, your peripheral is only limited to what's in front of you. And that's why we fast because we can only see, um, the Bible puts it this way. Um, We only see, we see through a dark glass daily. And so fasting for us pushes us out of the way and gives us that, that vision to be able to see what God is saying. Because we got, we can't see things clearly all the time. Fasting allows you to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need God to do some more stuff in my life. I'm serious. You're do- She's right. My daughter's right. She has a mother that really believes in fasting and prayer works. It does. Uh, it's a way of living. I mean, I'm, God had, let me understand that a while back. Um consecration you know they say when you set yourself aside and the lord had did that to me when y'all was really little and for six months i took away breads i ain't no sugars i was just trying to get a healthy body and drink number water and after those six months i came off of it girl i thought i was fine too i ain't gonna lie i was like oh i'm so fine but anyway jesus um, it uh helped me feel healthier and out of those six months after me doing that, I was trying to go back to that old way of eating, that old way of doing things. And God had to let me know then and then, no, this is a way of life. When you need me, this becomes who you are. I'm sure there are times your mother or your father don't have to tell you to fast. You fast, right? Mm-hmm. It becomes a way of life. You understand that some things, that's Bible. Some things come through fasting and praying. Those are my final remarks. If you want that something to be broken or that something to be removed, it comes through fasting and praying. If you're not willing to let go that something, you're going to still hold it on. And that something is going to cause you to lose your soul. And so if you really want God to move that something out of your life, you got to know it's going to come through you fasting and Yeah, so we must, you know, take that step back and look at things from a different angle and just begin to connect with God more because 
at the end of the day, it's going to turn out in our favor. I just, I'm just 100% positive knowing that it will turn out in our favor because it always do. So we have to continue to keep seeking God's face, keep seeking him, because eventually there will be a time when you will look back on all those seeds that you sown, look back on all them prayers that you done pray, look back on all them nights you done cried. You will look back and you will see that your seeds that you sown will sprout into the fruits of your labor. And that's just on period. Now, during this time, I would have asked my mom what her closing remark was, but she cut me off earlier and she said, this is my closing remark. So boom, there you go. Your closing remark is you have to fast and pray. (laughs) So we finna get off this thing because we've been on here for a good moment. So that being said, thank you so much (laughs) for joining me today because she went ahead and in the fact y'all she has the outline and she just jumped me like that but you know what is cool that's what happened when you bring your mom on your stuff for mother's day she was over she was like oh you want me to be a guest you want me child <laughs> thank you so much for joining me because you don't get no closing remark because you, <laughs> you did it already you exactly, did it exactly and i appreciate you i appreciate you having me on here i know i ended your podcast <laughs> on the slide but i really appreciate you and i i just want to leave you with this you continue to do what god is calling you to do and god is going to show you through obedience that is changing lives. The whole objective is to change lives for the better. It is. If y'all really enjoyed this episode, drop it in the comments right now. Say, I really enjoyed you and your mom. Maybe I might bring her back. Maybe I might not because she liked to end stuff early before I even got the opportunity to finish my statements. (laughs) But okay. But if you want to get more of her, like honestly, if you really want to get more of her, if you don't know this, my mom has a podcast and it is a family-based con sorry it is a family-based podcast that involves healing within your family so if you need some family healing i advise you to go support it check it out and the name of that is called the power of sticking together the power of sticking sticking together if no one has told you this today i love you and God loves you. And I'm pretty sure my mom loves you too because she's a mom at heart. Go ahead yes, and tell I do. She loves love you too. <laughs> she, she was waiting. She was like, yes, mouth all open. Let me tell the babies I love them too. Mama loves y'all too. <sighs> okay, anyways, I'm telling you guys to not forget to like, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section. Share or tag a friend because y'all know y'all want somebody to tune in to, the, to today's episode. So go ahead and share it and get it out there to your friends, family, whoever. And make sure your post notifications are turned on for the next episode. Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel by searching up Lydia's Chronicles. Lydia's Chronicles. L-Y-D-I-A apostrophe S space C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S. And that will also be in the description box as well. Subscribe like and comment so i know you found your girl like go ahead and do the thing but other than that this is your sister friend cousin daughter next door neighbor and homie lydia signing off until we meet again happy mother's day and p.s we must always remember the end game here is to grow to be the best version of ourselves mentally 
emotionally, physically, and spiritually. All right? With who? With God, y'all. I love you, SBCs. And until we meet again, bye. Ooh, that note sounded good. Bye. Let the people go. Mm-hmm. <laughs>